Welcome to Becoming Iconic, a global multimedia and mentorship brand that will lift you into having the most exceptional lifestyle and business. I am your host, Jen Spiegel, and as a mom of four, a seven-figure high-performance mentor, editor of a magazine, and the host of this top podcast, I have a lot to share with you. This podcast has been created to talk about all of those things that will support you in both your life, business, as well as leadership. I believe in having a life and business that gives you ultimate fulfillment, and this gets to be your reality. That's why most conversations here will shift many of the paradigms that you've likely been participating in. Be ready to be stretched in both your thinking and in your doing. You will hear advice and wisdom from my 16 plus years of experience building businesses globally alongside of raising a family. And you'll also hear from many other industry moguls. Don't forget to follow on your favorite social media platform. It's simply Becoming Iconic. And while you're there, check out the most recent edition of the Becoming Iconic magazine. I just want you to know something. You're in the right place. And I want to thank you for being here. I just closed up a module on Articulate around hosting and holding difficult conversations, crucial conversations, circumstance in our life and business that is uncomfortable. Maybe it is through confrontation. Maybe it is through disappointment. How do you hold yourself as a leader in those difficult times? And it's this conversation that not many people host right? We don't talk about these things. We tell you about the bells and whistles, the rainbows and the lollipops, and I I will be that person. I am that person, but I've got to marry that with also these important conversations around leadership and who you are being in the times where you are being tested and chiseled into this leader that you are meant to become. No leader, not one, there's no exception to this rule on the planet who has ever walked the planet or does right now has had like this easy journey. Most of our greatest leaders, if you think of them, had the most controversy, adversity, the most, you know, hard times, if we want to call it that, the biggest circumstance to overcome, the most haters and people who didn't believe in them, who cast stones at them. I mean, there's so many examples of this. But what made them good leaders and what made them stand out in our hearts and minds to this day was how they behaved during those times. The way they were able to hold compassion for themselves and the other person in a time where it would be very easy to hate or blame or criticize. And so I was having this conversation and there was a specific point in the conversation around the question, why me, that really hit home for some of the people in the room. And one of them came forward after and said, could you please record a podcast? This was actually life-changing. And it's a soul spark. It's going to be short and sweet, but the point is so important. And I wanted it to have this place. And I thank this person for bringing it to the forefront because they're right. It is such an important message for you to have as you lead your business, lead your relationships, lead your life, lead yourself. And it is a reframing that can really hold you accountable to how you navigate difficult situations, circumstance, conversation, relationships, whatever it may be. There is actually nothing that this won't serve you through and in. So it comes from this book, one of my favorite books of all time, probably my top three favorite books of all time. It's called On Fire, and the author is John O'Leary. Now, I met John O'Leary the first time 
in a conference that I was in in Maui. And I remember sitting down, it was just after having lunch and there was a gentleman playing the piano. And I actually thought it was just entertainment, you know, somebody to play the piano as we came back from lunch to sit down and and have our next keynote pour into us. And quickly the, the room became still. We all just sort of felt something. And there was no conversation. Instead, there was awe and people were watching. And then we realized that he didn't have all of his fingers. And we started to notice things about his physical characteristics that you could tell he had been through something. And he stood up after he had played on the piano and you could very much tell he had walked through something tremendous and horrific. And he had. He had been in an accident where he burned 99% of his body. Now, I believe that would be, in my opinion, one of the most highly painful, torturous types of injuries somebody can have. And I, I feel that way because if I get a little burn on my hand or my finger when I'm cooking, I just know how much it's an owie. It, it hurts. I can't fathom 99% of my body being in that state and the amount of pain that he must have felt. And he spoke to this crowd and spoke to us and he took my breath away. I immediately fell in love with his character and he changed me on the inside because of the way he navigated this circumstance that he walked through. I read his book. I went and saw him again and I actually got to meet him in person and had books signed and I've had my two older children read this book because the way he walks us through this story and journey as a young boy is just so extraordinary and life-changing and mind shifting for us. I really do recommend if you are in a place in your life or business or relationship where you're asking yourself, why me? Why is this happening to me? Maybe it's, why is this happening to me again? What, what's going on? I'm doing all the things or I'm being my best self or whatever you're saying to yourself. But I, I feel like we could all catch ourselves in that statement of like, why me? Why is this happening to me? So if currently you either see yourself in that situation or mindset, or you can recognize times in the recent past where you've said that out loud or in your mind and spirit of like, why me? Let John teach you. Let me teach you through this soul spark of how to turn that and reframe that where it's so serving. So as he laid in the hospital, and I'm not going to give you a lot of the details because I really do recommend you get this book and read it. It is so good. I've read it so many times. He was lying in this hospital bed, so burned, in so much pain, and he starts to plead with God, why me? Why this happened to me? And he's a little boy. And I can only imagine how he must be trying to wrap his mind around this and make sense of it while also being told he's likely not going to live and survive this accident. So he's pleading with God, why me? Why me? And as he's doing this, it starts to reframe in his mind and he realizes to thrive and survive, to get on the other side of this, I can't be in a victim mentality. I have to change this into becoming a victor. And he started to ask the question to God in a different way. He started saying, why me? Why, did, why me? Why, why did this happen to me? What, what is the purpose in this? Why me? Show me, God. Show me why me. And I am deeply and profoundly impacted by that. Because I can only imagine whew, 
I can only imagine the amount of pain and suffering that he was in. And it's almost like gives him this get out of jail free card, this beautiful excuse to be in victim. I mean, I I feel like I would be in victim mentality. Like, why is this happening to me? I'm in pain. And as a young boy, to have the capacity and the ability to reframe that question into, why me? Show me why. Show me what I get to do with this. Show me how to be better. Show me what I'm missing. Reveal to me the ways in which I still have room to grow. Reveal the things and the lessons that I have yet to learn. Why me? Changes everything. It immediately steps you into radical personal responsibility. It demands that you take responsibility for your circumstance, for your leadership through the circumstance, and to navigate this to see it on the other side because it provides hope. Why me? Show me. Show me why this is happening. And I think of him often when it comes up in my world, like, why is this happening to me? I mean, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing the things. Why? Why me? Oh, okay. I could go down that route. And there isn't a lot of hope at the end of that. There's shadow and there's victim and there's sad and there's all these emotions that I don't want to welcome in or take you know, a seat in, I I really want to be on the other side of this. I want to change the circumstance. So I've learned to say, why me? Why is this happening right now? It is not easy. It's so interesting how we can say things like everything's happening for a reason or everything's happening for you. It's so easy to say those things. It's not easy to believe those things. It's so easy to say those things or give that advice to someone, but if you were sitting beside somebody who had burned themselves, 99% of their body was burned and in pain, it'd be really easy to say, yeah, why? I get it. This is terrible. Imagine a little boy in that much pain being told he won't survive to have the ability and the capacity to open up his heart even more to say, why me? Well, I don't want to tell you any more of the story, except you know that I have met him. So you know that he did survive this injury. There are so many beautiful lessons in his story, so many things that were gifted to him, whether it was him and his relationship with God or his mother. There's a situation with his mom that he was so angry with her, but then realizes what she taught him. I mean, there is profound lessons in this story that I would really ask you to get the book and learn for yourself. But if anything, I want to give you this reframe to take with you for the future moving forward. Every time you find yourself in that victim ask of, why me? Why is this happening? I'm doing the things. What if you pause for a minute and course correct and reframe and say, why me? Okay, this is happening. Why? Why is this happening to me and for me and through me right now? What do I get to use moving forward? How do I get to teach moving forward? Who do I get to become as a result? Who do I get to serve because I've navigated this? How is this adding to my experience, my lived experience, my journey, my path? And all of a sudden now we've opened the floodgates to hope, desire, love, compassion, leadership. And to me, my friends, this is what has leaders stand apart. They're willing to walk the journey. 
They're willing to look for light even when it feels like it's pitch dark and there's not a glimmer of hope. There's not a star in the sky. These leaders, the ones that reframe, look until they find it. They keep walking until they see it. And I am asking you in this moment, with whatever you are navigating, that you ask yourself and reframe the questions you're asking and you turn it into a way of how do I get to be and become through this experience? It has changed my life. It's changed many people's lives and it really impacted the room today. So I wanted to to leave it here as just a thought-provoking perspective and question that you can carry with you moving forward now. But do go get the book. Again, it's On Fire by John O'Leary. It's fabulous. Trust me, you'll thank me later. He is an incredible human being and someone that profoundly impacted me and really did have me step into the posture of leadership to remember that everything that happens to me is to chisel me into the artistry, the, the masterpiece that I was meant to become. And that to me is a really beautiful way to live my days. And so I pass that on to you. Thank you so much for being here. Your time and presence means the world to me. If you would be so kind to leave a five-star review so more people can learn about becoming iconic, that would be such an act of generosity. And please go download and read the newest version of the Becoming Iconic magazine available at becomingiconic.co.co. Now let's go make it a great day.